Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. Welcome back, everyone, to the Honor Your Aura podcast. Today, we're going to explore the concept of whole self care. Now, this is a phrase that you will likely hear quite a few times throughout the episodes on the Honor Your Aura podcast, so I wanted to bring some context to what that actually means. Now, when we talk about our whole self, we're talking about four aspects or the four bodies that comprise the totality of who we are. Now, in episode two, we dove into this a little bit as we talked about the four layers of our auric field. We talked about the physical layer, the emotional layer, the mental layer, and the spiritual layer. And these are, as well, the four aspects of our beingness or our four bodies. Now, we most easily relate to our physical body as it is tangible and gross energy, right? Energy moving slower than the speed of light. Now, our other three bodies or aspects of self are energy moving faster than the speed of light, so they can be harder to grasp and often more elusive to connect to. But here in the Honor Your Aura podcast, that's something that we're really trying to give deeper meaning to through our own personal experience. Now, as we explore our human energy field or our aura, we realize that we are far more than a physical body living in a physical material reality. Now, I'm sure we also all have the awareness that yes, I have my mind and my thoughts. I have my emotions, right? And then I have this aspect of myself that is maybe the most elusive and can often be more challenging to connect to, but nonetheless, we are more and more experiencing the spiritual nature of our beingness. Now, we'll just break down these four aspects of our being so that we can have a better relationship to them. And really, that's the idea, to create a relationship with these four aspects of yourself so that in this time that we're in, just as a collective consciousness awakening, right, becoming more sensitive to the world around us, more sensitive to other people, ultimately that's the calling for us to be more sensitive to ourselves. And what I find is that the foundation for that is to get to better know ourselves on each of those layers. And not only better know ourselves, right, be able to take care of those aspects of ourself and be able to listen to those aspects of ourself when they're wanting our care or attention because they truly are. They are wanting to communicate with us. They are wanting to be cared for and they're actually influencing our moment-to-moment -moment experiences. Whether or not we can logically or intellectually make that connection or not. Now we could go really deep down a rabbit hole here 
talking about our mind, our conscious and our subconscious mind and how that fuels so much of our reality. But we'll save that for another episode. In this episode, we are going to just create a greater context for these four bodies and how they are relevant and playing a part in our everyday. So let's start with the physical. Now, it's very clear that we are here in a physical body. Our physical body, we can touch, we can see, we can feel. Now, one of those big aspects of our physical body, I find, is the feeling. We are physically present in our body, and our body is sending us messages all the time through sensations, through particular qualities, right? How do we distinguish, let's say, when our body is energized or our body is tired or there's a part of our body that is aching, right? Or a part of our body that is feeling good. Now, not only do we exist in our physical body, right? But we also exist in our physical reality. Our physical reality are the aspects of our life that, again, are tangible. So, the home that we live in, the job that we, that we work at, our finances, our design aesthetic, all of those things are physical. Now, when we're exploring our physical body, what's interesting is that we can often go through periods of time in our life where we actually want to check out of our physical body. Maybe our physical material reality has become challenging or perhaps experienced a level of trauma or we just went through a tough time and being physically present was just not maybe in our realm of understanding or we did it because we needed to have a coping mechanism for something that we were experiencing and we it was just too much for us to handle. When we're thinking then about our physical self, I want you to just explore how do you care for yourself physically? How do you show your physical body that you are caring for it? Now that might mean physical exercise, that might be massage, that might be, you know, how you take a shower or apply lotion or get dressed in the morning. Even when you look at yourself in the mirror, how are you caring for yourself physically? How are you talking to your physical body? Are you listening to your physical body? And how do you speak about your physical body? So we all can often have that inner critic that is speaking negatively about the physicality of our being or even about our physical health. So I'd just like you to bring an extra awareness today, do some journaling, and then over the next few days to notice, wow, where am I paying attention to my physical needs and noticing perhaps how you're speaking to your physical body on a daily basis because truly your physical body is here to be nurtured and cared for and it's here as your home, your inner temple during this human experience. 
Now we'll talk about our emotional body. Now, our emotional body, yes, can be complex, but our emotional body is comprised of all of our feelings, all of the emotions that we are currently feeling, and it is also comprised of stored emotional memories. Now, unless we're seeking this information, we're typically not taught about ourselves emotionally, which is why there can be a lot of confusion when navigating our emotions. And not only confusion, but even rejection or judgment when we're experiencing an emotion that perhaps we've deemed wrong or bad or is just plain uncomfortable. Now, what I love to refer to in regards to the emotional body is a Buddhist teaching where they say that in our human experience, we will all experience 108 emotions, past, present, and future. And these emotions are the full spectrum of the emotions that we can feel, right? From sadness to joy, right? From anger to peace. So we all will feel and experience it all, right? As a response to perhaps things that show up in our physical reality, but primarily our emotional responses are coming from our mentality, the meaning that we give to words, to experiences, to things that people say or don't say, right? It's the way that the mind formulates the meaning of an experience or a thought that then translates to the emotional body how to respond. Now, when our emotions get on the more uncomfortable side, I'm sure we've all been there where we want to, again, check out or not feel, or it actually makes us more anxious because we, we are scared of it, or we haven't been given the tools to navigate this aspect of our beingness. Now, what I have come to realize is that all emotions that arise right, are really asking for our care. And the ones that are more uncomfortable just get more of our intention, of our attention because of their energetic quality. Their energetic quality is a little more or a lot more alarming on our physical body, right? The way that it makes us feel. But nonetheless, these are all a part of us. And they just want to be heard. They want to be cared for, right? Just like a small child, right, that is upset or crying, that is how those deeper parts of our emotional body want to be cared for as well. And what's important to remember is that even the emotions that feel the hardest or the most challenging, they too are still energy, right? Our emotional body, it's not physical. It is an energy body that's moving faster than the speed of light. So all of the energy of our emotions can move and wants, want to move, and that is the natural way. 
all of our emotions want to be digested just as we would take in food to be digested and assimilated and then released from our physical body, so too our emotions. So just as you observed for your physical body, I'd like you to do the same for your emotional. How do you care for yourself emotionally? Do you reject yourself for feeling a certain way? Do you journal? Do you take time to just rest or breathe? Do you talk to someone? What do you do to acknowledge your emotional body and care for yourself emotionally? With that being said, Observe how do you talk about yourself emotionally. Now, this could be to yourself or to others, right? And you might use a variety of words, but typically we have the same old words that we use to describe ourselves. So an example could be referring to yourself as crazy. I'm crazy. And that's the story that you're telling about your emotional body. What stories do you tell? I'd like you just to write them down and then... It's not to say that those stories don't need to exist, but just see perhaps where you could bring in some new stories that actually support your emotional body and emotional health and are giving that aspect or part of you care. In this exercise, you might even find yourself in a new relationship to your emotional body when you do feel an emotion that is arising that perhaps is alarming you or perhaps is unknown, just to be in that deepened state of awareness that, wow, I have an emotional body that is going to feel and it is going to feel a range of emotions. That acknowledgement in of itself can be incredibly healing. Now let's move on to the, or our, mental body. Our mental body is comprised of our mind, our conscious and our subconscious, right? All of our thoughts and all of our beliefs. What we believe to be true about ourselves, about others, and about our reality. Now, a lot of our beliefs are very much lingering underneath the surface. Now, as mentioned before, that can be a topic that we can expand upon greatly. But what I'd like you to observe is how do you care for your mental self? Again, similar to the emotional body, for your mind, do you take time to journal, to let your thoughts down on paper? Do you honor your thoughts? right? The thoughts that come through. Do you speak them into reality? Do you take time for meditation or guided relaxation? Any sort of exercise that gives your mind the opportunity to slow down, to change its script? Do you just simply bring awareness to your thoughts? And that is ultimately one of the foundations of a meditation practice is just to be in observance of your thoughts. And that's why meditation for so many can be a challenge. It's really not about quieting the mind. It's more about, can I 
actually observe and listen to the stories that my mind is telling and then actually be the commander, right? Knowing that you are not your thoughts, which is that last aspect of ourself that we'll get to, but to observe your thoughts and what's coming through and then know that you have the power to create new thoughts. And those show up as these new pathways or new grooves in our conscious and subconscious that are so incredibly powerful on their influence than on our emotional body and our physical body, right? So our mental body is moving even faster than the emotional and the physical, which is what makes its influence that much greater on the two. That is why we so often hear about the power that our thoughts and our beliefs and our mind have over the creation or the manifestation of our physical reality. So looking at how do you care for your mind? And it might even just be, where do you give yourself the freedom to not believe everything the mind says? Because a lot of what we're holding on in our mind are just pre-programmed stories that are either outdated or didn't come from us. But we all have an opportunity here in this human experience to be a co-creator in the thoughts that we think and more importantly, the thoughts that we give attention to. The last part of your introspective exercise will be to observe how do you talk about your mind? Perhaps using the words, I am so scattered. I'm all over the place. I'm stupid. Or you might actually say some really nice and supportive things about your mind. But just observe the words that you use to describe your mind and then create, based on that list, what would be words that would actually support the health of your mind and show your mind that you are now showing up ready to listen and care for it as it is just so much a part of you as your emotional body, your physical body, and your spiritual body. And so we'll segue now into our spiritual body. That is an energy that is within and around all of us, and it is the highest, fastest moving frequency, as we touched upon in episode two and explored in the meditation in episode three. Now, our spiritual body is our connection or our ability to connect to all that is, the totality of our beingness, to the totality of our universe and universes, and it's where our higher self lives, it's where the faster moving aspects of our beingness reside, like our intuition, like our ability to connect to and communicate with spirit with the spirit that is held in the earth, in the universe, in others, in the angelic realm, right? Wherever even your belief system lies within this umbrella of our spiritual body, find the verbiage that works to you so that you can navigate it and get to know yourself in this way. I know for myself, 
there were definitely periods of my life where I associated spirituality with God and organized religion, and I was a total rebel against that kind of verbiage. So I had to, in the beginning, use words like universe that helped me to tap into that energy, but I could then bypass the story or the belief that I had around these spiritual terms. Now that has dissolved over time because I have found an authentic truth and meaning for those words for myself. So it really doesn't matter what is being displayed under the under those words in our external reality, it's all about you finding that meaning within. But nonetheless, we all have a spiritual self. And that spiritual self is so powerful. That is the that higher mind that gives us advice, right? That allows us to rise above and see things from a whole perspective, a holistic perspective. It's that higher self that is calling to you to even listen to this podcast, right? That it's guiding you on your soul's path and journey and is guiding you towards what you need to support and care for your soul and spirit during this human experience. Now, since our spiritual body is radiating at the highest, fastest frequency, that's what makes its impact then on our mind and thoughts on our emotions and feelings and on our physical body and reality so profound. We all know that if we've had some sort of profound spiritual or serendipitous experience or we've had a meditation or we've had a spiritual healing session or a spiritual reading, that's why those are so impactful on those other aspects of ourself. So to include in this exercise of getting to know your spiritual self, I'd like you to journal or contemplate what are your beliefs about being spiritual or spirituality? What perhaps was taught to you or not taught to you? How do you care for your spiritual self? Is it meditation? Is it connecting to your intuition? visualization, taking time in nature, taking moments to connect to a state of gratitude even. What do you do to connect to your spirit? And how do you talk about your spirit or your spirituality? And do you? Have you even considered that you are a spiritual being with a spiritual body. So take some time to just create a dialogue with this aspect of yourself. And in the following episode, I'm going to take you on a meditative journey that will allow for an even deeper relationship and connection to these four bodies or four aspects of yourself to really come to life in an authentic way. This will also create a really beautiful foundation for you as the Honor Your Aura podcast begins to expand into interviews with teachers, healers, and creatives that have come to know themselves energetically or their whole self and how they've navigated that in a very personal way and how their evolution of 
taking care for these four aspects of themselves has evolved and strengthened over time. This will allow you to really be a part of that journey and have this point of relatability from your own inner experience. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.